0: ground and disregard you the show you the hardest. Standing stronger, prouder, and Talk around and disregard it. you the show you a hardest. Standing strong
1: and prouder, can I guess? This started.
0: get it now it's time to sit and relax get your mind blown away ain't no skipping this track have you paid more attention no listening gap get everything i ever wanted no giving it back, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: what's up everybody hardest part of the ring is here once again to bless Your RSS feed to bless your YouTube or to bless your OnlyFans tier three. Whatever you're listening to this on, you're well... There is so much goddamn noise around me. Do you hear that shit? I got a cat meowing in one ear. I got motorcycles in the other. Are you fucking me in my ass? Uh, (laughs) Progress chapter 11, titled To Fight War you must become war I'm sure that's a reference to something probably something British uh, so I don't really care about it anyway <laughs> that's just to uh rib all of my uh, my, my my listeners across the pond <laughs> across the pond <laughs> cricket so progress chapter 11 is um, I uh, actually have just a few minutes ago finished watching it and man progress is such an easy watch dude like if you're not on this train yet or if you've like if you're like caught up and you want to go back and relive the the old days i strongly recommend it man and that's not just because i'm doing podcast episodes on it it truly is like a true alternative today and uh like i said just it's a quick it's i mean it's 2 hours But it flew by. It's just really, really good wrestling. I know that's like that's almost like a boring thing to say as a wrestling podcaster. I know you want to hear me talk about Bob Backlund's dick and and uh, Hulk Hogan being all sweaty, Jeff Jarrett bleeding in every match, the Christopher Street Connection walking backstage eating bananas. But the dude, Progress Chapter Eleven is just a really good wrestling show. I highly recommend it. You can watch all these shows on demand at demandprogress.pivotshare.com. That is basically their on-demand site that has all their chapters on it. They offer a free trial, I believe. I forget if it's two weeks or a month. But they offer some sort of free trial. And honestly, I mean, it's like $7 a month for all of this. It's progress plus some other promotions that they have. I already got RN, uh the guy that was on uh, chapter 10 with me. I already got him hooked on it and highly recommend it. I don't obviously not sponsored by them or anything nor do I I don't think I want to be right now. Either. But uh <laughs> definitely um some good wrestling there. I highly recommend go check that shit out and uh check this shit out too. I brought back uh Dave from the RA era podcast. That's the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. A hilarious Awesome podcast. He puts a lot of work into it. It has clips from the show embedded in the sh- in the uh, audio, as well as clips on YouTube of the shows. Um, as the title suggests, it kind of goes through the ruthless aggression era in WWE. So, just like this podcast, it's a journey, and it's a uh, it's a fun one for sure. I had a lot of fun with him on my Unforgiven two thousand one episode as well. If you haven't listened to that. Definitely check that one out as well. And also, speaking of things to check out, me and Dave did uh, an episode of his podcast. He had me on his podcast. And we did an episode on velocity and heat. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's just as ridiculous as it sounds. So that's why you should check it out. It's uh, the episode from February 6th, 2021. So much fun, dude. Go check. I'll probably link that in the, in the description if I remember to do so. Uh, but go check that out. Go check him out, and check this out while while you're at it. You're already fucking listening to it, so why wouldn't why wouldn't you check it out? Unless you're an asshole or something. But yeah, man. Let's get right into it, man. We are uh, fresh off the Jimmy Havoc heel turn. We got a title match in the main event. We got the Natural Progression tournament, the second version kicking off. We got a tag title tournament. We got so much fun stuff on this show. Let's get into it. Progress Wrestling, Chapter 11 with myself and Dave from the RA Era Podcast. Some simpler times here back in uh, 2014. Uh, Did you get a chance to
0: check out the show? I did. I did. Uh, I felt a bit dirty. Um, Yeah. It was one of them where... It was one of them where you expect it to come with a health warning, and then when you go to Progress's page, it actually does come with a health warning. Right. Um, but what you kind of got a f- fair props to them is that they're not just saying there, are, there might be some people on this video that you might not want to watch. They're actually telling you why. I was impressed that they actually mentioned the whole speaking out mm-hmm. movement because for those that might not be familiar with the whole movement itself, it does gauge some immediate attraction for it um Mm -hmm. so so somebody may then google it or may look search up the term speaking out and because Mm -hmm. it is a bit grim it It is is i mean i (laughs) would say majority
1: of majority of the card are probably people that were implicated by it right yeah it was there's uh, even some that i I hadn't known of previously that i I learn every episode of just another guy
0: um, (laughs) i remember watching i just remember watching it unfold on social media and it was just another person another person and like for me social media is is so bad it's like 90 percent bad but the 10% that it can be good for, it does now give people a platform to be heard right. and a voice to be heard. Where many years ago, like, cast your mind back to all the stories you hear of all like the ring rats from the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. So like, if you hear like a Kevin Nash speak about the ring rats, um, you, you hear, they kind of speak about it in a jovial, oh, it's banter, it's made yeah. sort of way. But how many of these women were actually doing what they were doing on their own accord?
1: Right. Or how many
0: were being passed around or made, if you want to progress in the wrestling business, You've got to sleep with big sexy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with I mean? somebody with that kind of power. Yeah, and it's and funny. Then- I was just I was just talking with some people recently um, about like brawl and panties matches because I've done a few reviews. Mm. I don't know if there I don't know if there was one on the show we did together, um, but during that era they were all over the place. Oh yes, and that's like a big thing because it's like it, there's so much pressure behind the scenes to do that kind of stuff mm. like of course you could say no but if you say no i mean you pretty much yeah, lose that's what your spot happens to your
0: career exactly
1: exactly um, even like, yeah
0: we've just taken a look at the uh, wwe diva desert heat which is mm. the um the swimsuit calendar diva magazine from 2003 right. where it's just all the divas in their bikinis being bent over various objects um, yeah, and just that was with, porn for me back then with, with these cameramen who come across so sleazy and so perverted with the words and how, just not, not just the words, how they're saying simple words. And it's mm-hmm. like back then I would have been like, yeah, And still, well, to be fair, still now I was like, yeah, boom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so just it's so sleazy and, and grimy. And it's like if Vince turns around and says, well, <laughs> if you're not doing it, somebody else will yep. take your place and a place on a roster within WWE. is is so vital but to a wrestler that's that's trying to climb the the ladders of uh, the wrestling ladder even i'll get my words out in a minute and they're starting (laughs) in a company like progress um and then to being told the same thing well look if you're not Mm -hmm. gonna if you don't do get on your knees lass then you'll won't succeed here and then you won't succeed anywhere it's that's some fucking pressure
1: yeah yeah uh, you're in progress that's kind of more behind the scenes stuff i guess unless you know their stuff later when, the, when they start bringing in the women because it's not women's matches at this point.
0: So is it is it progress or is it progress?
1: So I say progress. I'm sure it's progress, but well, I feel like a phony if I, see, if I feel like I f- I'm trying to put I on an feel accent. Like
0: I feel like it's progress, but I feel like it sounds better if we say progress. <laughs> see out of your mouth it
1: kind of sounds the same but <laughs> see, i feel like I've, I've said progress too many times this is probably like what my fifth or sixth episode on this so it's like i can't just be a cheap piece of shit and just adopt it that's cultural appropriation dave you know what can't have that um i guess i'll ask you real quick did you by any chance catch raw last night i did did you uh see the uh the bit with braun Strowman?
0: <laughs> are you on about the sound effects
1: Well, I was just going to ask you because, you know, before, before we get into this episode here, just a warning that this, this will be some raucous, raucous commentary. Oh, here it comes. Do you hear it? Oh, you better watch out listeners. Anyways. um, there goes the broken express. But yeah, man, progress. So I think we talked about this offline uh, last time we did an episode, but you, you've, you're pretty much caught up on progress I've, right
0: I've, I've dabbled i've dabbled yeah. i wouldn't say i was a diehard not in the slightest but but i've mm-hmm. dabbled this is a bit kind of before my time i've right. dabbled in in progress maybe in the last i don't know like four years where maybe this is this is like the last what, six years so this is just mm-hmm. a little bit before my time but there's, like there was maybe three people on the roster that i was like who the fuck are you
1: Right, exactly. So there
0: was there's a lot of familiar faces, a hell of a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar fucking sex offenders and all.
1: <laughs> but we, we don't we don't talk about. We do talk about old shit on this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, chapter eleven. Uh, just for context, this is fresh off of Jimmy Havoc's heel turn. Which um, were you watching during that time, or no. what, did you hear about it? No, not at,
0: not at all. It was all like I, I know of Jimmy Havoc um, mm-hmm. mainly through going back and seeing videos of Jimmy Havoc, and I, I never really watched him for a prolonged period of time in in a said promotion. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, storylines wise, apart from him being quite the mental bastard, uh, right. storylines wise, I'm absolutely. You need to fill in these gaps.
1: So I've I only know where we're at up to this point in chapter eleven, but basically he started out as this plucky underdog, this uh, death match guy who was kind of a fish out of water in progress. Um, but he was there to kind of prove himself as more of a technical wrestler and somebody that can kind of hang with that British catch style and wrestling that he wasn't just a barbed wire thumbtacks kind of guy. Um, so he had a few matches. He lost like his first five matches and then uh, just getting put in death matches and stuff like that. And ultimately that, made him snap because he kind of felt like he was being treated as a mascot or just a body that you can throw into barbed wire and fire and all that shit. So he attacked the owner of Progress in the middle of the ring with a steel chair with a pink steel chair. That's an important important (laughs) detail. And uh, now he's just a dastardly heel. He's yelling at fans that say he's going to slit their throats and he's going to, you know, all the usual stuff, right? Just wrestling stuff. And um, now we're here, basically. So he just won the title, the progress title. So it was a lot of shenanigans in the last chapter. Basically, he came out after a match, and I guess he had a contract to a title match. I don't really understand where he got it from. It was was kind of almost like a money in the bank kind of deal. But he basically came out after a match and just pinned the guy in the middle of the ring, uh, poured gasoline on him, threatened to light him on fire. You know, just like I said, normal wrestling stuff. And uh <laughs> then they won is, the title. If you're gonna be
0: a heel, if you're gonna be a heel, cutting uh threatening to cut uh, the fans' throats and pouring petrol on people, gasoline. Right. That's the way to do it. That's the way to go. Sometimes you just gotta make it clear. That's
1: it. <laughs> There's no I'm shit the bad guy. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> so that's where we're at now. This is this chapter was his first uh title, Defense. And uh so the show opens up was basically like kind of a video recap, kind of an overview of that really liked, um, kind of I it, was, it was a
0: great video because like I said, for someone for like, like me who <clears throat> was looking for gaps to be filled in, it, it mm-hmm. did a little job. He kind of give you the, the idea that Jimmy Havoc, like, as you said, um, he, he wanted to be, <laughs> I'm going to be a bastard. And this mm-hmm. is the various ways of look. I am a bastard. Exactly. It's this reign of terror
1: is how I've heard it described to me before. Um, but that'll be the main event. But in the first match, we have a tag team match. So this is a uh, semi-final match in the tag team title tournament to crown the first ever progress. Like, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say it differently <laughs> every time now. The first ever progress champ, uh, tag team champions. So we have Screw Indie Wrestling, which, which is, the is team a of, great
0: name. And which it, is oh, a gr- great, gr- the great
1: name. They're, like I said, again, no shades of gray there. You understand what they're about. <laughs> So we got a Nathan Cruz and Mark Haskins
0: versus the team of Dave Mastiff and Styx. You familiar with Sticks at all? Uh, no, I actually thought when I looked, because uh, I looked at the match card me, I thought it was a typo and I thought it was X-Pac. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's very, very not X-Pac. No, uh, he wasn't. I was not a fan of, I'm uh, not familiar, not a fan. Uh, th- Mark Haskins knew of from, uh, TNA boot camp days and obviously from what mm. further on going on down the line uh, NXT UK and all that stuff and Dave Mastiff, right. Mastiff very familiar with that big bastard He's is a big burly bastard um, yeah. Nathan Cruz again someone not familiar with I liked how he was a chicken shit heel I thought yes. he played that role perfectly but yeah um sticks <laughs> fucking
1: not much <laughs> just a big slab of meat <laughs> that
0: guy <laughs> just a bit of beef
1: Exactly, but yeah, Nathan Cruz was the first ever uh, Progress Champion, ah. and it seemed like they were putting the rocket on him at first, but now he's kind of just, I don't want to say just a tag team guy, but he's definitely in that tag team division kind of role here, um, and yeah, like you said, Dave Massif, anybody that watches NXT UK is very familiar with old Bomber slash Bastard, um, but before the match, so screw indie Wrestling, they're heels, so they don't let the, uh, the normal announcer announce them, they have a, a stand-in, Basically, Kmart version of Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, what I got from it. Uh, what you What you think of her? A whole little deal there in the beginning, announcing them. Uh, I could
0: you reenact it for me, please? N- no, <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Uh, I don't know. I think it, she was there. It's, yeah, she she was there. I will just get on with the wrestling. Get on That's with the wrestling. Yeah, she exactly was just she thought. was just there.
1: Felt like it went on forever, but
0: um, <laughs> it was a long. I know. I understand what it was trying to trying to build build a heat on them and stuff, but it felt like yeah. a long segment for what should be a pay per view and not a TV taping. Exactly, and it was a TV taping opening after such a solid video package as well that got you hyped for the pay per view. It was like. Uh, Let's listen to this fucking bird whine on for five minutes. And it was like easily five, six minutes as well. It went up for a long time.
1: Easily, easily. Just sitting there in a pantsuit and (laughs) get out of there, you fucking twat. But uh, the match itself uh, was pretty solid. It was an opening match. Both the heels attack sticks before Dave can get out there. Uh, Dave Mastiff takes a sweet old time getting to the ring to save him. But as the match really gets underway, the two big guys, the two big lads, they um, are dominating because they're big. Uh, both heels are are absolutely terrified to get in the ring with Dave Mastiff. Just looks like a beast here. They pretty much dominate the the big guys do until Haskins turns the tide with a
0: poke to the eye because heel and. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, other than that, really
0: good match. I thought the um, the real, is it, I count about thirty plus seconds of the vertical hanging vertical suplex. Yes, I thought that was a great spot. It's such, it's right. Because for someone uh, the size of uh, Mastiff, it's just easy to pick up on a little guy's and yeah, I'll hold you for half an hour. And it's just right. it, it, as simple as the spot is. It still makes for me. I always got it. Go back to British Bulldog as a child. Right. That's, yes. That was one of his go-to moves, holding whoever he could up for um, for X amount of time. I know we had the. Um, Added uh, enhancements of the uh, Ico Pro uh, to help him mm. hold the guys up in the air. When well, Mask is he... just a piece of piss, he's a big lad. Uh, but it's right, still a, right. it's still a great visual. I could sit here for 20 minutes, keep the bastard up in the air. <laughs> I'd stay here for you 20 guys,
1: minutes. y'all over there love that shit, right? It's like it's like doing a sharpshooter in Canada. It's <laughs> ah, like an easy pop.
0: <laughs> mate, mate, that still gets a pop in my house. A running power slam. I still go, British Bulldog.
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but nobody. Uh, Nobody ever does the Wasteland by Wade Barrett by the way. No one this is ever. There's a good reason. There's a good reason. People
1: tend to do moves that look like they hurt. <laughs> that's
0: not a British it's not a British heritage uh, as much as British bulldog as is older old uh, Wade Barrett's Wasteland. But right, sorry, yeah. <laughs> moving
1: on. No, no, please. Uh yeah, towards the end, uh Mastiff hits up a nasty looking German into the corner yes. on to Nathan Cruz. Cruz goes head first and I feel like that's what it's supposed to look like every time, but it looks like it just kills the take. Um, Absolutely. Dave then goes for the uh, running cannonball in the corner. But uh, Catherine Rose, who is the aforementioned uh, annoying bitch that was talking in the beginning, uh, she gets in the way of Nathan to protect him. Mastiff and true progress form grabs her by the hair and threatens to do something. But Cruz is able to fight him off. They fight to the outside and inside the ring. Mark Haskins hits sticks with a uh, pump handle driver made in japan whatever you want to call it for the win and uh they move on in the, in the tournament and which will culminate in the triple threat match for the tag team titles so pretty solid opener i think what about you
0: absolutely absolutely um i think it, it did it a good solid tag team match for me always is a great way to start off a view. Mm-hmm. you've got to start off in a solid way with a lot of beef uh and big yes. guys with little guys and so it's something to get you really invested, as a, For the show to go on, I think what let it down was the heat segment at the start. It just that little mm-hmm. bit too long. Was it wasn't needed? You could save this for after the match. Uh, have it maybe if have it, you could work it both ways. If if you're on the winning team, you you go about how you've won. If you're on the losing team, you go about ah next time you bastards and all this. Um, right. I feel like it could have been done at the end. It, it's a little tiny little promo like that is a great match uh, to splitter. It's not something you need at the start, but yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It did its right. job. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Um, but next match, we have a uh, natural progression tournament match. This, this is their second year of doing this. So, if you're not aware, the natural progression tournament is basically a bunch of uh, up and comers that are in a single elimination tournament, and whoever wins gets a title shot. Oh, okay. Basically. Okay. Pretty simple stakes. Um, which I like because it allows kind of these new guys to get some shine on uh, Because progress. Even at this point is a really well-known promotion, a huge promotion. So cool to see these guys get some shine. Um, So we have flash Morgan Webster versus Josh Bodum. And again, flash we've seen him in NXT UK. So a lot of people listening are probably very familiar with him. So it was really cool to see kind of his early stuff. Uh, Josh Bodum. I was not familiar with, were you? Um, no, well,
0: Ish, the the name. I was like, that rings a bell. Why does that ring a bell? So a quick Google search, I found the article, and I was like, oh, yes, that's why it rings a bell. Um, they were, it, the British media picked up on it. It was a couple of years ago now. He was fighting for Rev RevPro, um, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a spot where it was him and Shaw Samuels in a tag match against two other dudes. Um, and He was uh, on the receiving end of the pinfall attempt, and he was supposed to raise his shoulder at two, and it was late, and the ref hit the map for free. Uh, and he legit kicked the fuck out of the ref. <laughs> he battered oh, really? the ref all over the ring. Uh, Rev Pro had to release a statement saying he's he never going to wrestle <laughs> for them again and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. That's that guy. That's that guy. That's the only only <laughs> thing I remember. Wow. I've never seen the guy in the ring, but he has a habit of battering refs. Um, and his, his opponent, old Flash... Uh, he was actually an MC for when I went to go and see Mick Foley uh, a couple of years oh, ago. Really? Now, in there a, a one man show. He did a, He came to Sheffield, my hometown. Did a one man show, and Flash Morgan Webster was the MC <laughs> slash interviewer. Uh, and I'd never heard of him before. Never heard of him. I was like, who's this little Welsh fucker? And then he said he was a wrestler <laughs> himself. I was like, ah, oh, right, okay.
1: Right. That's funny. What a what a duo. That's never uh, two people that would have paired together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. Josh Bodum, the uh the ref batterer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Apparently his nickname is Metal Steel and Sex Appeal. Yes.
0: That's, that's cool, quite right? the name. It's pretty cool considering
1: mm-hmm. he's uh what I think they said 190 pounds. Um he looks like a like a scrawny version of Dolph Ziggler. That's like all <laughs> I could see. <laughs> Even down to like the gum chomping. I was like, oh fuck this guy, but I guess that's a good heel. Um so yeah, this match, a lot of good technical wrestling in the beginning. Uh, started at a kind of a slower pace, but really built up towards the end. Yeah, definitely. Love the dynamics. You had Flash, who's the the high flyer still to this day. That's kind of his style. Versus Josh Bodum, which you know, I compared him to Dolph Ziggler earlier, just aesthetically. But even his style was kind of similar in some ways. The more I watched him, though, it kind of... He, he almost reminded me of like a Chad Gable. Kind of, yeah, sort of. Yeah. A very, he seemed like... I, I haven't really researched him enough otherwise i would have heard about that ref stuff but uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. well, I, it was one google search it was the first article i was like yeah that's man. how relevant he is." <laughs> yeah <laughs> no results no highlights no videos just talk sport in england <laughs> wrestler beats up referee. Oh,
1: i'm sure he loves that i'm sure that really helps him get bookings <laughs> yikes but uh yeah he seemed like he had an amateur wrestling background um but yeah, really fun match. Um, like a good chemistry between these guys. I think uh, Bodum was a good base for Flash's uh, high flying. Mm. A lot of good suplexes and stuff like that. Kurt Angle esque stuff from Bodum, I dare say.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I quite like the like the rope hung driver that he hit. Uh, it was quite yes. a good move, and I, he was he hit a lovely German suplex. I was, it yeah. was. Uh, I was getting Kurt Angle, Chad Gable vibes, definitely, especially because, mm-hmm. like you said at the start, you had like the technical ground and pound work on the body parts, and then when he had to switch it up and go a bit faster, he couldn't go fast pace. I was like, "This kid's alright." I was like, "Why yeah. did, where, where didn't he take off?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, because they beat up a ref." <laughs> <laughs> That'll
1: do it. That was because I was with you. I was like, kind of annoyed at his just his face. I don't know at, at the beginning, but he he won me over mm,
0: in this match, was, like, yeah, like you said. I, like, like I said, I think. Uh, Morgan Webster was a decent, was good uh, platform for him to throw around as well, and because I've always, I've always linked it to the Brock Lesnar Crash Holly uh, syndrome, where if you're someone the size of Brock Lesnar, any move you do, even Mm. if it's a simple clothesline on someone the size of Crash Holly, looks fucking amazing.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. You've got the
0: big guy, little guy dynamic again. Um, it it works, and like like I said, it was um. Morgan Webster, he can take a German. That's for sure. I was
1: about yeah that, that German gave me half a chub, man. He <laughs> landed like right on his head. Uh, but he recovers. Flash Morgan Webster wins this match with a four fifty off the top rope and moves on in the tournament. And uh, obviously, he's gone onto bigger and better things. But cool Absolutely. to see him in his uh, his early stuff. But uh, so yeah, after that, we have Lagero versus Noam Dar um this is a uh so they've had a few matches they're actually the first ever progress match okay um, and they also faced off for the title a few chapters ago when Lagero was champion so this is kind of their this is their third match i was about to say rubber match but Lagero has won both their matches that they faced off before um i don't know about you man this match felt like it went on forever like, um, i don't know if it was like the fans seem to Take over. I, I, I was point, enjoying
0: I it. I was enjoying it up to a, up to a point. I'm kind of with you. I was enjoying it up to a point because it had, it was what you want from a cruiseweight match. You had everything. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, it seemed to hit. We seem. <clears> I don't know whether it was like 10, 15 minutes in where we seemed to hit like a wall where a lot of spots were getting repeated. A lot yeah. of spots were getting repeated, and like a few, I, I think they could have easily shaved a few minutes off it uh, and kept. Because I don't, I don't know whether the fans kind of like they, when they started doing. The, was it the Imperial March really slow?
1: Started,
0: <laughs> yes, like, like the fans got bored,
1: chanting and, Dar's name and, and in various uh, songs. Yeah, That's in, what
0: this match a, was. In a, the, I think that what didn't help for me was at the start. I got a weird fan dynamic because you had uh, Noam Dar, who's Scottish, and. Uh, for as an Englishman, he'd get booed out of the fucking building mm. right, where right. he was trying to be facey, like giving his jacket to the crowd. And then Legge- Leggero throws the flag into the crowd. And is he a face as well? Have we got face versus face. Mm. Uh, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't understand the dynamic.
1: I, I'm glad you said that because I had the, the exact same concern watching this because Liguero was positioned as a baby face. In the beginning, but he kind of went slightly heel, like in the middle of his title run, but then kind of went back to face. So he's kind of a tweener ish, I guess. Noam Dar, like you said, a Scott was booed heavily in the first few chapters. Okay, but he went down with an injury at some point, so he's been gone for several months at this point. So I think they were kind of just glad to have him back. Maybe Um, it was kind of his return to progress. So maybe that kind of plays into it um maybe people are just like maybe he's just the guy people love to boo because he's very entertaining like in how he interacts with the oh, fans definitely. maybe they kind of they enjoy it in that sense so i'm with you i was kind of confused about what the, di- the dynamic was supposed to be but um i don't know if they called an audible and switched it or if they didn't have a plan but um yeah i think that's one thing that kind of was taken away from this match is yeah
0: i thought I th- like, if to, to not to skip too far ahead at the end of the match uh, when he grabbed his jacket back off the fan he was like oh so you are the heel then It's it's, like, yeah, it was, it took for me, it took that long because as I said, I don't think the fans knew what to react to in a face heel way. Hence to a point halfway through, they were singing songs and fucking just having a whale of a time. It was raw after WrestleMania crowd.
1: (laughs) It really was. Um, I'll tell you when I knew that Dar was the face, uh, the crowd for, for whatever reason was chanting great Kali, big, big, (laughs) big Kali marks um, (laughs) in Islington, apparently. But uh, at some point, Ligero goes for his springboard DDT, but Noam reverses with a Kali chop. <laughs> I love the commentator, by the way, putting over how deadly <laughs> the most devastating move, because it's just an open hand strike to the head. And it just kills him. Uh, so the crowd from that point on were just, they were all DAR from that point, I think. Um, yeah, like you said, a lot of crowd, chance. Um, both guys are kind of playing to the crowd. Even like Noam DAR at one point, they're fighting in the crowd. And he like stands on top of the bar that's towards the back, and he's like kind of conducting all the, chant, <laughs> all the songs, "Flight of the Valkyries" or whatever they were doing. I think
0: I think you said like you said at the start. I think they just threw an audible and they went, "Fuck it, we're just gonna have a bit of fun as well." Yeah. At the same time, I agree.
1: Um, yeah. Towards the end, Lagero hits his C four L springboard DDT, his his finish, but Noam kicks out at one, flips him off, and Lagero tries to hit it again. Which, by the way, in their second match, that was the finish. Ah. It was the exact finish. So Lagero hit the C4L. Noam kicked out at one. And then he hit the C4L again for the win. So there oh. were, that was kind of a callback to, to the, their last match, which mm. I liked. But this time, Noam has learned from his mistakes, encountered the second C4L, and rolled up Lagero for the win. So Noam gets the win here. And he cuts a promo towards at, at the end of the match. Kind of gave me a sense that he's in the uh, the progress title picture now. I think he says uh, he's going to take the Nazi staff. He's going to cut the eagle off and turn it into a lifesaver. <laughs> willing to see it. Willing to see it. But uh, yeah, Noam wins and uh, Nazis. Anything else on this match? <laughs>
0: yeah, Nazis, yeah. Um, I thought it was, it was all right. Like I said, it was yeah. um, for the first I'd probably say forty percent of the match. Uh, I thought it was a great cruiserweight match. Uh, I thought there were some fantastic moves that I'd, I'd, some moves I'd never seen, or some moves I'd not seen in a long time, and some yeah. names. I love a good name of a move, and is it Champagne Supernova? Yes, which is beautiful. a great. It's obviously an Oasis, Oasis track, uh, Champagne right. Supernova. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's right uh, that's for oh it's fucking great uh, <laughs> but yeah I, it's just uh, yeah it's a weird one isn't it um where where the fans fully take over and if it's one of them matches where the fans are more remembered than actually what goes on in the ring uh then mm-hmm. yeah you've had a bit of a stinker there lads have not you uh right yeah what is it less than a, a, a year a year and a half maybe that no one does ripping it up in the cruiserweight division
1: yeah uh, not too long yeah
0: I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. He was one of the stars. Very, very few stars of when they made Two O Five Live originally into mm. a program. I thought right. it was the the stuff he was doing with like Alicia Fox and stuff like that. Alicia Fox. There it is. I was about to ask you to do it. You have the voice for it. Fucking <laughs> okay, brilliant.
1: Yeah, like he was, like I said, he was in the first chapter, and like he's, he looks like a baby, and she, I mean, he's still, and he's only twenty years old here, mm. but two years previous to the, he had like just curly hair, and he didn't really look like Noam Dar. He was very scrawny, but in this chapter, he's kind of, kind of looks like what he looks like now. Um, yeah, insta- it, it,
0: instantly recognizable. That was absolutely show.
1: yeah. And another thing about his promo, he he mentioned something about like not caring what contracts come in. He has no interest in wrestling in the States and stuff like that, which is funny considering yeah. where he is so now, he is. especially <laughs> in NXT UK, which I don't know if you keep up with that, but he has like his own talk show. Ah, he's, like right, very, okay. he's very sports entertainment now. It's just funny in hindsight to see him. So definitely. Like this.
0: Hey, mate, money's money, innit? it? Money's money. And yes, right. Vince. Yes, yes. On t- <laughs> yes no <daddy> problem. Vince. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs>
1: Oh man, but uh, so in this next match, we have another uh tag team tournament match. We have the team of FSU, which is Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews, versus the Swords of Essex, the team of Paul Robinson and Will Ospreay, a baby faced Will Ospreay. Here, um, I have a question Do you know what FSU stands for? No. Man, I was hoping you did, because I didn't research it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Alexa!
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't post, don't worry. I did, I did. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah,
1: it's cool to see, because they're kind of, Eddie and Mark are feuding in NXT UK now, so it's cool to see kind of their origin story here, in a sense um and of course we all know will osprey and what he's gone on to do i believe he just won the new japan cup if i'm not mistaken
0: what a hell of a trophy that is if you're gonna take that home in a cab
1: right (laughs) (laughs) fucking fit where's that gonna go get that on an airplane try to do that shit but uh this is probably my favorite match of the card
0: yes definitely Definitely. Yeah. Um, especially uh, was it Eddie Dennis. Like, uh, for one, I, apart from Will Osprey and Mark Andrews from later life, I had no idea who Paul Robinson. Uh, Paul Robinson to me is an ex-footballer that played for Leeds United uh, mm. uh, and uh, an actor from Neighbours that had one leg and liked to kill people. Um, right. Neighbours is an Australian soap opera. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea who these people were. No fucking idea. Uh, but I did, I absolutely popped. It did its job for when Eddie, was it Eddie Dennis that pulled out the Rey Mysterio mask?
1: Yes. Uh, Eddie I, Mysterio Jr. I was
0: fucking <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It was like arm drags for everybody.
1: <laughs> so good. Yeah. Cause he's like, what, six foot six, something, maybe even taller. And every, all these other guys are these little lads. And uh, so he pulls out a Mysterio mask out of his, his trunks and says Eddie Mysterio Jr. and starts doing tilt to whirl head scissors. And
0: <laughs> fucking brilliant.
1: I, I, I wanted brilliant. to see him do a 619, but
0: he got Well, he got so did off. the crowd. The crowd were going yeah. wild for the 619. Oh, man. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll have it. Um, <laughs> I hope it becomes a thing. Like at Chapter 12, he, he comes out and his fucking angle. Start angle-slapping everybody. I <laughs> <and laughs> hope it becomes a long-running joke.
1: Kurt Axel already did this.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so did right Charlie Haas. Remember yeah, when Charlie had yeah. that debut right. gone of doing a, It was like Viser and Valvina and shit like that.
1: Right, you're probably almost at that point in your podcast, <laughs> uh, right? Maybe years. Yeah, yeah, it won't be yeah. Long. Ugh, oh, lucky the you. Fun.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, no Visagra here. We have a banger of a match. Lots of high flying, even yes. from Eddie Dennis. I mean, Eddie, Eddie was there to be that base, that powerhouse base. He doesn't look like a strong person, but for some, for somehow he is. Because he's very he's tall, but he's, he's lanky. Mm. And he still pretty much looks the same nowadays. But really.
0: He'd make a good basketballer. He would.
1: Yeah. He would.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Absolutely. Um, don't know what his hops are like, but <laughs> I, 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 would, I would be willing to see it. Uh, yeah, not a little bit of shenanigans in this match. Lots of eye flying, but really great chemistry between both these teams. There was one sequence in particular that made me, like, jump out of my chair. And you probably know what I'm talking about. It was where uh, Mark Andrews does like a handspring moonsault. Yes. But he gets caught by Will Ospreay. Paul Robinson does a spinning kick to Mark who's on his shoulders. And then Osprey just tosses Mark Andrews like three or four feet in the air over his head. Lands with a cutter. And then Paul Robinson does a shooting star press from the ground. I think the crowd, the way the crowd was popping just amplified it by a hundred times of how awesome that was.
0: It's one of them where you you don't want too many of the, to not sound like Jim Cornette, you don't want all hundred fucking haters in a match uh, where they shouldn't kick out, but I think... And also, you don't want the match to come across as spot, 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 spot. It's kind of got to flow. It's got to have that harmony to it. It's got that chemistry. And I think this did. This had. I think it allows it with a tag team match because you can have two that can rest for a minute and and chill Uh out. It's it's not. It wasn't one of them like a young bucks match, for example. I cannot stand them two pair of clowns (laughs) because not one of them knows how to sell a move. They'll take a power driver and then within five seconds they're up doing super kicks and fucking haters and that and. Um, and I think in a t- it, this is how it should have been done. this was easily the match of the match of the night. By, by far, Agreed. like the um was it the the uh, Dennis who did the crucifix buckle bomb onto Osprey,
1: yes, and then
0: Robinson Low bridges onto Dennis to the floor and then goes for a crossbody, but then he's caught because Andrews comes flying in with a dragon runner and it was like yes. fucking. I've loved them sort of spots where it is high octane, but then everyone salt for a couple of minutes. Everyone actually makes like, sense. oh my arms, exactly. Yeah. It made sense because if that would have been the young books, fucking. It, Andrews would have come diving in already one of the young bucks would have been open it would have been ready mm-hmm. with a super kick
1: right yeah they're, they're bracing like up, up against somebody else to <laughs> catch somebody there was just man that could be a whole podcast in itself but yeah like you said the whole all the spots that the selling was great in this match it was high you know high pace but still um it had a semblance of like storytelling to it um and like like the sequence that i mentioned before you know uh the pin was broken up by dennis so it's not like he just kicked out of all that right
0: yeah little little stuff like that it made it made the match flow really well it's got to make it in a world of fantasy and make believe you've got to try and make you believe Mm
1: -hmm.
0: without trying to come across like a mark or anything you've you've still got to get invested you've got to think oh fucking do you know what i mean because that's what makes wrestling wrestling that's what makes it very small category but that's what makes it a sport it's Mm -hmm. it's your team versus the opposite team whether your team in this instance is is Will Ospreay's team where Mm -hmm. in WWE your team is is Roman Reigns's team so whoever he's fighting against you're on his side so when he takes a move you take the move when he's kicking out of a pin you're kicking out of a pin where this yeah this this gave you that vibe especially towards the end I suppose, like I said, on yeah. the spot that I, I mentioned, when Andrews come flying in with the Dragon Rana, it was a fucking... Uh, God, yeah. you, you were you were on seat,
1: Yeah, and man, the way he hit it, it felt... Because he hit it on Osprey, right? Mm. And he landed right on the top of his head, and it was like, Jesus. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> looked beautiful, though, and it was definitely a believable finish to the match, which it was. So the uh, team FSU wins the match, right? Yeah, FSU wins the match, and they move on to the uh, triple threat, at a later chapter i guess to uh crown the first ever tag champions so good shit good shit all around absolutely uh, eddie cuts a promo afterwards um he basically challenges so he was involved so the whole thing i mentioned in the beginning where jimmy havoc he kind of cashed in a title shot so he cashed it in on mark andrews okay and uh eddie dennis was ringside but he was uh taped to the ring post which um if you listen to his promo he kind of
0: Ah, well, that, it, but, that's um, why he'll say that electrical tape didn't stop a man. Yes, <laughs> I was like, that's, "What does, does he mean?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is he just into some kink? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie basically challenges Jimmy Havoc or one of his uh, faction mates to a match at Endeavor. Which are you familiar with Endeavor at all? Not really. Not For, really. So from what I've heard, it's like kind of like the NXT to progress, oh, okay. kind of like a lower level. I haven't really. I don't know if I need to watch it or not. Maybe I'll check mm. it out. But I, I feel like it could be
0: an AEW YouTube show. Nah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One of their A-W 12 Endeavor. shows. Endeavor. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel
0: like that'd work. If they hear this, <laughs> they're going to steal. it. We're like. only messing, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I'm waiting for AEW Implosion. AEW... Yeah. I- I fuck, what? yeah. J- I- Just another five-hour show for <laughs> jobbers to get squashed. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, this, I know it's, it's, it's sidetracking, it's off topic, but right. Yeah, when's wrestling become too much wrestling? I'm sorry, I like my wrestling and I like my mm-hmm. crap and my bollocks and my storylines and stuff. I don't want to watch uh, however many hours YouTube fucking explosion is or whatever
1: yeah. with
0: 18 or 19 one on one jobber matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that's your niche and that's your market, then fair fucks to you. But. <laughs> Right, I, you could maybe sit through two or three matches, but I don't yeah. know. I couldn't sit through a pay-per-view worthy content that's crammed into an hour or so, however long it is.
1: Right, I'd rather go watch a 1994 Raw when that was basically their format. You know, yeah, you have Yoko Yoko Suno squash, fucking Matt Hardy or yeah, something. But that'd be right? an hour,
0: and that'd have yeah. five matches. Where, exactly. where this is an hour with forty-five matches.
1: Yeah, I you know the optimist, the optimist in me. Thinks that maybe they'll kind of work to differentiate it a little bit once fans are back, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, I guess if you're in, if you just watch AEW, maybe then that's fine. If if you don't have WWE, I think that's the thing, isn't
0: it? There's that much content now. It's it's hard to not pick and choose Mm -hmm. because in in order to watch everything from like there's new enough wrestling on every day of the week now to find time. Like people work, people don't mean people have got lives to find that Mm -hmm. much time to watch that much content in a week if you want to keep up with everything from New Japan to AEW to WWE to the, to the right. English stuff to the indie stuff in America. Like I said, it depends what level of hardcore fan you are. For me, I cannot keep up with fucking – and I kind of choose not to as well. I, I'll, yeah. I'm a pay-per-view guy. So I'll watch agree, the pay-per-views. Yeah. And I'll, if the pay-per-views don't get me informed of what's been going on in that month with the video packages, then the video package guys have not done their job. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And you got, you know, you you got enough Maven and Charlie Haas to watch yourself for your own podcast. So it's like, ooh, Jungle Boy. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of too much, we have this next match, Rampage Brown versus Tommy End. Yes. I was like, uh, oh, I recognize you. (laughs) Slightly more skin, I see, but... (laughs) Yeah, good to see uh, Alistair Black. I've said this on past episodes I've done, but WWE is not going to give them to us. Thankfully, we have progress. Yeah, it's such <laughs> a waste.
0: Just, it's such a waste. That, uh, um, I don't know if you are keeping tabs like, is it the last 24 hours they've finally released, they've released Andrade? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And there's there's many, many more that you look like. You look, War Machine is one that pisses me off. Because yeah. you look how dominant they were in Ring of Honor, just how dominant wherever they were wrestling throughout the Indies. And they come to WWE and they give them a stupid Viking gimmick because that's the gimmick without it being a gimmick on the indies. Like, you know we mm-hmm. look like Vikings. We don't need to tell you we're Vikings.
1: But you're not going to understand that it's an experience unless they're <laughs> called the Viking experience.
0: But yeah, that's, that's sort of like, and the same, like you said, with Alistair Black. There, It's so much, like, I, I, it started so well. It started so mm-hmm. well. Like, I remember going to um, SmackDown in, in Sheffield back in, and, Poir- would have been two thousand and fifteen, sixteen ish, yeah. and and he was performing, uh, and he, his entrance, ah, the whole arena man was singing his theme tune. Yeah. And there was so much, and like then on Raw or SmackDown or pay per Views, whenever he made his entrance, when he came out of the coffin and stuff, and I was like, this could go somewhere. This could be an old mm-hmm. throwback, it a could. Dan Grell Undertaker throwback. It's and then it just yeah, he it, it so te- teamed him with Ricochet, and he went for the tag titles at WrestleMania.
1: God, yeah, and there's like. Dude, he has the look. He's, he's a big guy. He's got everything.
0: Mate, he I'll, I'll a, tell you what yeah. it comes down to. And I don't know if we spoke about this before. Vince is a racist bastard. Right? And if that guy, the Netherlands? If that guy, if Alistair Black, Tommy and if he was from Chicago, Illinois, Vince mm-hmm. would be wanking himself into a coma.
1: Yeah. But because yeah. he's a
0: dirty foreigner, and he's like, what do you mean you don't want to be a dirty heel? Because that's you're a foreigner, you're a dirty <laughs> foreign heel. We get an America to fight against it because America.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes you foreigners, you know, a good sixteen years to become WWE champion. But that's, know, Drew it. Or so. that's it. McIntyre. That's it.
0: That's it. But you, there is not, there has not been uh, many, many face foreigners that have done well in WWE. All the foreigners are heels yeah. because it's a dirty foreigner heel versus America.
1: Hey, you got Bulldog like twenty years ago. You should be satisfied. Vince couldn't
0: wait to turn Bulldog heel.
1: (laughs) You didn't like Bulldog was only
0: Bulldog was only getting world title shots when he was that dirty foreign heel against Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, and then he became
0: a denim jeans Bulldog. (laughs) I I pop I pop my shit like 13, 14, now and all of those when uh, he suddenly popped up at, at him from a smackdown in a pair of jeans <laughs> like, yeah, and duh. then like it gave, it gave us all a tiny little glimmer of hope where at the unforgiven pay per view in the six pack challenge it came mm. out in bulldog tights and then the yep. following week no we're back to the jeans. <laughs> God rest his soul, but it was at his dirty, druggy, roadiness worst in the, uh, the 99 run. It's such a shame. It was to see how far he fell. Yeah, it really was. But
1: don't worry because we have Rampage Brown to That's fill in the it. holes for big sweaty man in the UK. Uh, are you familiar with Rampage at all? I know he just debuted in NXT UK. No, not at all.
0: No. I, I, I'm not going to lie i was expecting when i when I saw the name i was expecting black guy right page jackson yeah uh yeah. when i googled it i was like oh okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he's brown so you know everything's on the nose here in progress so i kind of give it to you um but he's going to be the, actually the next challenger for walter in nxt uk so if, if ah. you're not keeping up with that I, that would be a banger of a match for sure i, I do think.
0: like walter walter is, is quite the beast
1: he is Um, And Tommy end here is also a beast. Although I feel like he's gotten so much better since Mm. this point in 2014, I feel like he's like so much more crisp and smooth with his offense than he was here. Um, But still early in his run, he just debuted in progress a few chapters ago and uh, rampage Brown just lost the title. So, so there's like a whole web of things that happened at the last chapter. Mm. It's probably hard to, but rampage went into that chapter as the champion Mark Andrews won the tournament and asked for a title match right after, in which he got a, a quick roll-up win over Rampage. So Mark Andrews beat Rampage for the title, and that's when Jimmy Havoc comes in and you know slits his throat and sets him on fire and all that stuff. You know, so <laughs> all Rampage, my good ale stuff, yeah. You know the, the normal stuff, and then um, so Rampage just lost the title, so he's kind of looking to rebound from that. And uh, Tommy End is undefeated at this point, so that's basically the premise for this match. Um Rampage he attacks right the bell rings and he's already just attacks almost before the bell dominates for a while and uh towards Tommy end kind of starts to come back knocks Rampage to the outside and then goes for a moonsault but <laughs> yeah. completely misses to be fair I think it was Rampage's positioning more so Yeah, than, more so, yeah. Yeah, but he lands right on a fan. <laughs> At least one fan, maybe multiple fans. But uh, like go, a you're going
0: home with a memory.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the fan should have sold a little more, but that's my opinion. <laughs> <nitpicking>. um, <laughs> that's what I would do. I would be holding my neck and all that shit. But uh, back in the ring, Tommy N hits the Black Mass, which is not his finisher at this point. So it's interesting to hit, see him hit it as like a transition move here. He hits the Black Mass and goes for a springboard, but runs right into a clothesline from Rampage, catches him out of midair. And Rampage pins on one, two, three. So Rampage Brown wins the match and gives Tommy his first loss. Um, really this match was here. It was an okay match really just here to kind of heat Rampage back up from losing his title. Um, but yeah, what do you think of it?
0: Yeah, it was, it was for me at the start. I was like, right, so we can compare this against, oh no, we can't. Cause I can't remember last time I saw Alistair Black. Uh, try try trying compare right. how far <laughs> he'd come on. Um, but yeah, there was there was some good moments. Like there was a, a good moment towards the uh, it was towards the end where um, was it um, Tommy End who was going for the hurricaner and he got caught in a mean power bomb. And then you had yes. that you had the big lad old oh, rampage just throwing himself around as well. I was like for a big guy uh, that was uh, the roundhouse kick that he caught and then he, he dug out and then turned it into a big lariat. And I was like, hang on, these guys are moving at very fast yep. pace for for two big guys. Right. Uh, yeah, Agreed. it was yeah it was an enjoyable match definitely.
1: Yeah, I like Rampage. I'm not too familiar on Rampage, but I love how he's everything he does is like simple, but he just it, it feels effective. Like mm. he feels like he's just a big guy that hits hard.
0: Oh, there was some mean shots. Uh, there was a the yeah. couple of kicks that rocked uh, Alistair Black, uh, and they were like, "Oof!" There, uh, I don't. Some, it's like when you see some wrestlers deliver kicks, and you're like, "How fucking close are you before you're pulling away?" Because that looks like right. it's too hey, long. Know. as
1: long as we got the uh, <laughs> the,
0: the, uh the, the, the slap deal. That's
1: all you need. Uh, that's so all you yeah. need. That's where, that's where the impact comes. Yeah. Well, I, walk, I walk
0: around my house kicking my missus with a good old fire slap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you joke, but I do that too. I do it to my cats as well. <laughs> Give them little super kicks if they're acting if, up. If
0: something's at super kick height, <laughs> I might <laughs> take it
1: <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, so we, now we're at the main event. The Progress Championship is on the line. Jimmy Havoc... Defending his title or defending his staff against Zack Sabre Jr. So you said you've dabbled in progress. Are you familiar with the staff at all? No. You think it's a cool look to uh, to have the champion carry around a uh, stick with an eagle on it?
0: Uh,
1: Or did you even get that from what he would get? That that represents the title. uh, It's not just like a gimmick thing.
0: Ah, no, I didn't get that. Okay, so that's the title belt. Right, like Rampage was carrying it
1: around for a while, Nathan Cruz was carrying it around. Uh, that's that's the title. That's the title. That's,
0: that's on par with winning a brass ring in a ladder match. Right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that they eventually have a title belt. Well, uh, I hope I hope it's soon for the love of God. Oh no, but, uh, I
0: wasn't. I will tell you what, I was familiar with though our special guest referee for tonight. I yeah? Like, oh I love a dirty bastard. <laughs> Party
1: Marty Skrull. Oh, man. If any, because I only knew him as the villain before all these progress shows up in reviewing. And it's just, he's like progressively getting closer to, to what the villain is. Mm. But even now, he's just the, like he has the, uh, <laughs> is, the Zubaz pants or whatever. Well,
0: I remember uh, Marty Skrull uh, way back when. Um, are you familiar with Wrestle Talk? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but back in the day, they used to have a TV program over in England. Oh, really? Uh, it used to air on when, uh, Impact, or when it was TNA, when that aired on Challenge. After that finished airing on a Sunday, um, they'd air half an hour, 45 minutes wrestle talk, and it was uh, various. Um, british indie guys that were being interviewed they were talking about WWE stuff but they would show like just still images obviously all copyrights shit and stuff like that Mm -hmm.
1: occasionally
0: if there was a tour they'd get an interview like i think they interviewed angle and rbd but marty's girl was one of the presenters Mm -hmm. so i was very familiar with him and then i don't know he seemed to disappear off my radar for a long time and then he came back on my radar with the bullet club in, in new japan mm-hmm. when he was the villain and stuff i was like oh that's fuck off that's the guy that used to present wrestle talk right <laughs> uh, and then obviously uh the entire sort of the, the popular yankee bullet club members they've all mm-hmm. gone on to bigger and better all friendly wrestling um but old party <laughs> marty's had too many parties and now he's fucking dating marty uh,
1: yeah he's uh see he was an nwa for a bit before they took a hiatus but I guess he's uh, I mean, so
0: I, yeah. I, from what I gather. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't really keep in tabs much with the British indie scene, but I've not seen his name pop up that often. I, I feel like I've seen mm. Joey Ryan's name pop up more since the whole thing than, than seeing Party Marty's name pop up.
1: Yeah, well, he uh, didn't he? He was involved with Ring of Honor. I don't oh, okay. know if he, oh, I don't want to say he owned it because I don't think that's the case. He was like a head writer, mm. he was some high management position in Ring of Honor for a bit, but I think he recently, just within the last month or so, left. And yeah, like I haven't heard anything.
0: Nah, that's it. Done. Yeah, don't go I and guess. go and work in a warehouse. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: man, but uh, so yeah, so Marty at this point he's a he's a in a tag team with Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the uh, so Jim Smallman, who's the owner, like I mentioned earlier, he got attacked by Jimmy Havoc a few chapters ago, and Jimmy's just been kind of running roughshod over progress, really, kind of just taking it over. And so that's kind of his way of neutralizing him is by making Marty Skrull,
0: Zach's partner, the referee. Ah. Um, so the, and the title belt that uh, Sabre came out with, uh, was it the, the, the GHC G G H Yeah. Is that got, is that got anything to do with progress or is that a difference? Cause no. I didn't, I didn't have a clue and I was far too lazy to Google it. I believe, I believe it's
1: Noah uh, in Japan, personally, ah, Noah, that's their uh, one of their tag team titles over there. I hope I'm not wrong, but uh, if I am, then I'll edit it in post. <laughs> I'll make it like you said it. Um, but uh, I'll just, yes,
0: I'll just hang on. I'll, we'll have a quiet moment. I'll move my mouth. I won't say anything, and you'll just edit okay. in the audio.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably yeah, right yeah. on that one. There's no way you'd be wrong. you no way you'd Absolutely. steer me wrong. <laughs> So my first bullet here is lots of cunts. There was uh, from from Jim Smallman from the crowd from Jimmy Havoc. Uh, the man, the crowd does not like Jimmy Havoc. I no. believe there was a chant, uh, "Fuck you, Havoc. It was like a "Fuck you, yeah. Havoc." Lo, you're a cunt. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. You you British people know how to have fun. <laughs> oh man! But the match gets underway. They fight in the crowd for a little bit. Uh, Jimmy keeps trying to use a chair, but keeps getting cut off. Uh, Zach kind of gets it takes the advantage they fight towards the uh, ring apron towards the the turnbuckle post Zach goes for a roundhouse kick but misses and goes foot first into the post sounded brutal mm. uh, crowd really popped for that it looked really good um and at that point Jimmy kind of takes advantage starts working on the knee of Zach so solid psychology there yeah uh hits him with like a uh a uh what do you call it when you Take somebody up, like it's not an atomic drop on the knee.
0: Yeah, whatever, I, I, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think Well, that was so, it. There was a lot of folk like he did the single leg crab, uh the, right. figure, the figure four leg lock. It was for me a Jimmy Havoc that I'm used to seeing. This was so out of the. This wasn't right. I, I wasn't. This was like this isn't Jimmy Havoc. Well, this is a watered down WWE Jimmy Havoc. Where's the thumbtacks yeah. and the barbed wire and <laughs> the, the fucking cut yourself, you wanker.
1: Yeah, he eventually it goes because like. I think the first time I saw Jimmy Havoc was again. We keep bringing up AEW, but it was like one of their first pay per views <laughs> yeah. when he like sta- was stapling shit to uh, Joey <laughs> Janela. And-
0: yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna wrestle that CZW uh, dirty, ruthless, barbed wire hardcore style of match, you've got to have something a little bit wrong with you. And mm. Jimmy Havoc he's a wronger on does. various
1: levels. Clearly does, and uh, and that kind of plays into the whole storyline. What right? And I guess that's why it's so great is because that at his core is what he is. That's when he has the most success, which is why when he had just normal wrestling matches in the beginning, few chapters, he would lose every match. Um, and he's kind of like turned and kind of blamed it on the crowd, blamed it on management. And that's kind of where we're at here. So uh, good storytelling from that aspect as well. Um, Jimmy Havoc uh, continues to work on the knee. At some point, Zach goes for a roundhouse kick onto Havoc but he ducks and Zach hits Marty by accident Um, and then after that Zach locks on an armbar I believe and Jimmy Havoc taps out but there's no ref to call it so the match continues Uh, I forgot to mention earlier there was a fun spot where uh, Zach did a flying armbar like on the stage like amongst the crowd (laughs) it was so cool to see like such a technical move just in the middle of this nonsense oh man but um so Marty's down. Um, Havoc then hits the go-home driver. Uh, I know it as the dude buster from WWE. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: That's, uh, uh, exactly the same.
1: Basically just a reverse pile driver. But he hits it as he's about to hit it. One of the security guards that's out there slides in the staff so that Havoc hits that, power, that pile driver onto the, the staff, the eagle of it. Um, so I guess one of the security guards is a crooked. He's in cahoots with Jimmy Havoc. Um, apparently he's a guy that's been training like in their school. I guess Jimmy Havoc yeah. trained him. Uh, Jimmy Havoc goes for the pin. I believe Marty recovers at this point. He goes for the pin, but it's a, a two count. Jimmy Havoc is none too pleased with this. So he hits Skrull with a Death Valley driver. And then uh, so is basically out of the picture at that point. And then Havoc... At this point, grabs
0: a mic. <laughs> this is brilliant. Because, grabs yeah. a mic, stands on Zaber's bollocks, and <laughs> demands that Smallman <laughs> gets in the ring. Not the bollocks,
1: but then he hes very, you know, to the point. He says, "Hey, Smallman, get in here. Call the match, or I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> and uh, so he just chokes uh, Zach Sabre Junior. across the throat. A really good sequence. You, Zach, there's a few times where Zach tries to fight out. You know, they do the whole gimmick where he lifts his hand and he drops it, but he yo, oh, he fires back up. And they, they do that a few times. You know, Zach even like gets to his feet at one point, but ultimately he is not able to escape the chokehold. And Jim Smallman calls for the bell, awarding Jimmy Havoc the victory, and he retains his Nazi staff. <laughs> People are throwing trash in the ring. God, such a good heel, this Jimmy. I mean, I know, and apparently in real life he's a heel too. So I guess yeah. it, I guess it comes natural to him. But shit, man, uh, pretty good match is pretty solid. Uh, great character stuff from Jimmy Havoc, and I enjoyed it
0: for what it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I think it's one of them where it's hard to. To not look at it for what it is, like you, you've got a ring full of ends here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. if you can strip that element away and actually enjoy the wrestling, it's like the Chris Benoit, uh, where mm-hmm. it's for a lot of people they can't go back and watch a Chris Benoit match because they can't take themselves away from what he did in his real life, and yeah. that's why I imagine a lot of people can't go back and watch a Jimmy Havoc match or a, a various fucking long list of Joey Penis Face yeah. and all sorts of guys <laughs> that were that were quite literally fucking wrong. Uh, And -hmm. it is disgusting. I know we're laughing, we joke, but it it, it is is absolutely fucking disgusting what half these guys did. But again, to try and fucking play devil's advocate, phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal Mm -hmm. entertainer is Jimmy Havoc. Uh, And it's one where, it's going to be hard how this is going to come across, but I just say it as it is. I think hardcore wrestling, violent wrestling, it misses a Jimmy Havoc these days hmm. yeah. absolutely i feel like I jimmy havoc that. could have done wonders for aw
1: yeah jimmy havoc yeah, on mainstream tv
0: could have been done done wonders but mm-hmm. will we ever it is, who knows it is what it is. yeah it is what it yeah. is
1: like you said i mean he's such a unique character so you don't find jimmy havoc's all over the place no,
0: absolutely not absolutely not and like so the, this whole match with the dynamic of deep down inside I'm a dirty bastard. I want to get thumbtacks out. Where's my ball by a bat? But mm-hmm. I, I, where you got this other side of him, this this ground and pound, this technical pick a body part, work on the body part, like I said, with the various mm-hmm. leg holds he was putting on and um, just those for me. It was weird seeing such a, someone that I'm so familiar with being a right horrible bastard being now quite this technical, Oh, I could probably see it through a decent 20 minute Jimmy Havoc match.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely agreed. I think he has, because understandably, not everybody can compartmentalize that, um, which is fine. But you know, for whatever reason, I can just me and you can just enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of good storytelling in this match and the show as a whole. I mean, that that brings the show to a close. I thought, you know, it was it was a very easy watch. I mean, these progress shows, there's there's so much talent. There's a lot of familiar faces that yeah. we see nowadays on a bigger stage.
0: And that that goes on as well. Like, but uh, I remember uh, a skinny Finny match, uh, Finn Balor versus I think it was Zack Saber Junior. Uh, wow, I think yeah. that I think that's chapter fucking I don't know seventy four or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah. So I know the on like they're now on chapter one hundred eleven hundred twelve or something along those lines. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So um, it's for mad to think that this was only two thousand and fourteen. Uh, so mm-hmm. we we've gone quite a few chapters in a in a, quite a. Uh, a short period of time, but through that time, you've had so many guys that have either used it as a stepping stone or used it somewhere to yeah. develop and develop their own character, then be at top level there for a few years. Like Jimmy Havoc wrestled on the UK indie scene for many and many a year. Many mm-hmm. and many a year. I've got a funny, um, funny Jimmy Havoc story for you. As we're on camera, oh, it kind of works. I'll get a bit closer. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, right. So I've got a scar there. That runs across. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I was I, drunk, slipped over in the garden, fell and had like <laughs> seven stitches in my head. There's Classic. blood everywhere. Guess what t-shirt I was wearing the night of that incident?
1: It's a Jimmy Havoc shirt. A
0: Jimmy Havoc shirt. Uh, I'll this president to,
1: already have blood on. I well, it. Well, it did.
0: It did. No. <laughs> uh, I'll have to say, I've still got the picture. I'll send you the picture. Um, Please. So I, I'm sat in, in A&E. So oh, yeah, uh, I'm covered in a bandage covered head to toe but my Oof. blood from my face has now gone into the blood on the t-shirt and it <laughs> look like i'm one whole big drop of blood
1: right that's hardcore brother you should but you should
0: that was it it was like well any other guy if it was either a, 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 it was going to be a jimmy havoc or it could have been a sandman shirt uh anyone else uh, it was them two guys yeah or, or um uh, no jack because he's right, one who's yes. like, "No Jack, alarm goes off in the morning. He's like, Where's my razor blade? <laughs> Ready yeah. to start the day. <laughs>
1: Another murdery bastard that New Jack is. Oh,
0: he's a fucking. <laughs> that's an episode in itself. No Jack yes. is a wronging on so many levels. <laughs> That'll be the next episode. <laughs> New Jack career retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. God, man. But How uh, are you coping, by the way? How are you coping with the uh, the lack of content on the WB network at the minute? oh how's, Pe- that- how's peacock because we're still where's the loving life where nothing's changed for us but how's peacock because so for I, me for doing yeah. what i do with my ruthless aggression and stuff i use the network for roaring smackdowns like uh, historical roaring smackdowns if they take that shit away from me i'm fucked i'm just gonna have to yeah. wing it
1: <laughs> uh, i think it's gone until i think august they're gonna Oof. bring it back i believe which is like oh damn but yeah i'm
0: but it's where it? they're still asking for the same amount of money. Well, is it a little bit cheaper, a book cheaper or something? So there,
1: there's an ad version that's cheaper, but okay. if you want ad-free, it's the same price. What which ads, is, it's ads, fun, through, yeah. ads
0: through pay-per-view. What's that? Ads during pay-per-view. Oh,
1: uh, I don't know. Oof. I'm not sure how they do it with Oof. the live stuff, but I know, like, yeah, it'll be... I don't, I wouldn't think during the live stuff there's extra ads, I, but I... I would assume like if you're watching stuff that's archived mm. it probably yeah, has that
0: like, like it is with youtube i imagine where it'd be unskippable yeah, exactly. and stuff like that sometimes and, and
1: i've heard because i haven't I, I haven't signed up for peacock yet because i think they just i think it just became the wwe network just became inactive like a few days ago all right okay um see but yeah it's going to be interesting i'm gonna have to like find it on youtube <laughs> or because right but right now like where i am in like the attitude era it's kind of like skippable kind of stuff because yeah. we're after the invasion it's like that weird period between the invasion and ruthless aggression so i I could probably get away with just watching the pay-per-views for a little bit like 1994 raws like when i gonna fucking watch yokozuna squash guy (laughs) like how many of those can you watch
0: i think that's the thing i've always i've always said i'd love to actually see the um the results and the actual stats and data from how much like visual views that raw from 1994 gets Mm. you know a random episode of raw that's not even in between a pay-per-view there's nothing hyped i wonder how many hits that gets a month
1: it's probably just me. Yeah, you are you in the you're in the uh, mid two thousands and I'm yeah I'm elsewhere. Good morning, this is
0: let's what shall we watch? Let's watch ninety four raw. Let's see what fucking Quang uh. and Doink are up to.
1: Why is that your go-to? You're trying to watch the head the Bushwhackers <laughs> beat up some jobbers? Hey, bushwhacking's
0: a whole different thing in my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get to that point, that's that's false advertising. <laughs> Uh yeah, but that's that's all I got, man. Uh progress chapter eleven, fun watch, definitely easy watch. And uh but if you want some Maven, if you want some Charlie <laughs> Haas, you want some uh schoolgirl battle royals, check out my boy Dave on the Ruthless Aggression
0: Era podcast. Where where can everybody find you? That is it, the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, where we did where we discussed the good, the bad and the Katie Vic of the Ruthless Aggression era. Um mm. RA Era Podcast is all you have to search for on all the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Come over and sell, say hello. Great, great
1: podcast. Definitely check out our uh,
0: Velocity and Heat yes, episode. Yes, absolutely. Banger of an episode. <laughs> absolutely. No, but yeah. And um, yes, definitely get you back on. Um, with uh, yeah. I know we spoke about it, uh, but I, I'm struggling to find the links for the uh, current time period. Mm. Daily Motion is not helping. Maybe uh, maybe
1: Peacock will get that figured out. They'll hey, well, finally get the, the whole thing. library on I there. I got
0: so excited when they said, oh, they're bringing heat to the network. It's like, yeah, but you're starting with 98. Then no one gives a fuck about. I need 2004 <laughs> and I need it now.
1: <laughs> I don't want to watch S.A. Rios, goddammit. Hey, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I do, but like- We, we, we do, but for later, don't.
0: for all the wrong reasons. That We want to watch S.A. Rios for the reason why S.A. Rios isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But we want to watch. ooh who's that sexy reddit with that tattoo doing (laughs) tolls
1: That's not Lita. It's not Lita. To say Rios. (laughs) But on that note, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll get on the
0: train out of here. We'll get on.
1: It's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Either.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's a bad. In the space of two weeks, we've had Braun Strowman covered in slime, and we've got Braun Strowman with train noises. Like, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> like the, the gimmicks of Braun. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> they're just you know just WrestleMania? In it. They're just leaning into WrestleMania, it. they're going to announce Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, Hog Pen match.
1: <laughs> Ooh, this guy. Get this guy a pen and a book. This guy should be booking the territory over there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. To, Shit, I'm gonna tune in to see what ridiculous stuff
0: they do every week.
1: That's for sure. I guess that's the
0: goal, right? right absolutely. That's why. Why else? What else is this to do than spend three hours watching fucking Braun Strowman running around? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want Somebody from your wrestling. It.
1: Somebody enjoys it. Ratings? Somebody what? It. <laughs> Who? What? No. Throw out some slime in there. Peacock. We don't need ratings. We've got peacocks. Give them those shitty little gloves and a tight T-shirt. Running panties
0: brawn and panties more steroids
1: <laughs> but speaking of steroids i got nothing but uh, <laughs> Josh, look, i got this nothing. guy i got
0: nothing as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you to your bulldog physique self uh yeah thank you for coming on man it was a fun time anytime anytime once again thank you to dave from the ruthless aggression era podcast for joining me on this episode to do a little recap ski of chapter 11 in progress wrestling. So much fun. Always love having him on. And like I said, go check out his podcast. All the info in the description. You can find it on uh SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh check him out on YouTube as well. I mentioned before, but he has clips from the shows that he reviews. Really makes it an awesome awesome experience to uh Let his Sheffield, England voice trample over your eardrums. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, man. Apronbump.com. If if you've just like recently discovered me within the past like couple weeks, couple months, and you enjoy these progress reviews, go to Apronbump.com. Go to the Episodes tab. You'll see a progress tab. Click on that. And there it is. There are all my progress wrestling reviews all the way from chapter one till now. And we are going to keep rolling, baby. I uh, can't speak enough to how awesome progress is and look forward to doing more reviews in the future. So go check that out. And yeah, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Subscribe and follow me on all social media. And uh, I hope you find some progress in your life, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm running out of progress puns. Thank you guys once again for listening.
0: Yeah. I'm hard. I'm hard. Talk around and disregard it. Strip you off the ground, show you a hearted. Standing stronger, prouder and I guess Let's get started. It's your hearted.